Hello there, C-Note here, and welcome back to Dopamine and Other Happy Chemicals. I'm your host, Christian Rivera, and uh, this show is like running into a wall at full speed, and uh, it's like disintegrating into nothingness as you realize things about your existence. (laughs) Uh, Really me. It's really just me realizing that I... um, realizing things and disintegrating and reintegrating into and out of a million people. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Today I want to talk about the Hermes archetype and something I've been figuring out for myself related to this archetype. And in the podcast we cover, I cover, the what the Hermes archetype means for me, how that connects to my life story, how that connects to some of my complex PTSD flight and freeze responses, and uh, what that means for like why I've been transitioning in terms of doing this podcast as a personal growth journal and what it means going forward for maybe some of the big picture types of work that I want to do in my life. So hopefully this is going to be interesting and entertaining for you. And uh, I'd love to know if there's an archetype that resonates with you and learn a little bit about yourself. Patreon.com slash happy chemicals is where you can communicate with me directly, answer questions, ask questions and support the podcast. And also happychemicals.org is where we have courses and stuff like that. So let's hit the button and do the thing and start the show. Let's go. So I've been very much exploring the Hermes archetype in the Gods and Every Man. I originally thought I was a Hades archetype, dominantly. Now, everybody has these archetypes in them in some degree or another, um, but I thought Hades was my dominant archetype. It turns out that I am actually a Hermes, and that I'm presently in more of a underworld time period, which is amazing because... Molly is more of a Persephone type, and she's been able to guide me through the underworld. What I mean by the underworld is like exploring and cleaning up shadow material. So Ken Wilber talks about waking up, cleaning up, and growing up. Waking up being kind of like uh, waking up to consciousness and self-awareness and spiritual growth. Uh, Cleaning up being more about cleaning up shadow work or things that maybe we've sort of uh, pushed down or pushed aside in order to traverse forward in our lives. Uh, Recently, in the last episode, I talked about some of my relationship to community and uh, self-sacrifice and um, uh, commitment to a tribe is one of my sort of shadow challenges that I'm dealing with related to two purple in Spiral Dynamics. And so the cleaning up part is shadow cleanup work and then growing up is more of psychological growth. So all three, I think are very important and, um, something that's very vital for, for anyone's personal growth. And, you know, the details are yours to suss out and figure out. But for me, a lot of it is relating to this Hermes archetype and how the Hermes archetype has really pushed me to navigate through life at a very quick pace I've worked through, um, from person to person, I've almost felt like I've had like a myriad of best friends and tribal groups and varying situations and varying people that I've connected with throughout my life and throughout my experience. And so that's part of like the community part is struggling with landing somewhere and having any kind of 
convictions. Not that I don't have any convictions, but I don't necessarily, uh, you know, I struggle with the tribalism aspect of what's going on in the collective unconscious because I don't, I don't feel set. And I, I see that as a strength in a lot of ways. And so what I'm, I'm, I'm diving into this Hermes archetype now because I'm in sort of the shadow elements. So Hermes as an archetype is a, is the son of Zeus. And I don't really remember the specific etymology, but as a son of Zeus, he is seeking um, some form of validation. And I think in my case, I was seeking validation from women in, in search of love uh, throughout my life. So I've made, throughout having a lot of charm, communication, charisma, and being able to communicate pretty well, I have been able to mix with my Aphrodite uh, anima archetype, been able to kind of lure people into my sphere when I need to get what I want. You know, the Hermes archetype is the archetype of the the salesman that wanders into town and sleeps with the farmer's daughter or the banker's daughter and, uh, you know, causes kind of a fuss and then leaves, right? <laughs> leaves madness in his wake. I've talked about it on the previous podcast where it's like on the Flash TV show, there's this trope that any time he um, leaves the uh, leaves a room and runs off in his Flash-like style that he leaves a trail of papers behind him. In a lot of ways, I very much have done that. I've left a lot of situations kind of unfinished and unresolved. And, you know, there's a lot of karma that's collected there. Karma being the sort of accumulation of your life's experience. And I've got a lot of karma that I'm sussing out and redirecting and uh, uh, reclaiming my energy going forward via this archetype. So the Hermes archetype, as you can tell, is is very fast-paced. There's a charisma, there's a charm, and there's an ability to navigate both the overworld and the underworld. Uh, and usually going to the underworld in a means of saving the divine child. So saving Persephone or um, Dionysus, I think there was, there was one there. Um, and so that translates to almost like a Han Solo type that is going out into the world and navigating and doing what he wants to do. But if like, is not necessarily an anti-hero, but isn't necessarily a uh, hero either, but it's just like, oh, you're here. You need some help. Come on, let's go. Right. That kind of thing. And that part is making so much sense to me. So the Hermes part of this is translating to a lot of, uh, a lot of recent changes happening. I just saw a bird go into a wall. That was weird. I didn't even know there was a crack there. That blew my mind. Um, <laughs> a random distraction. Um, so uh, recently I've been making a lot of big changes here with dopamine. I've changed the name to Dopamine and Happy Chemicals. It's more of a personal journal. And I like that because it keeps things open. And I think there's an openness. There's a freedom of communication, a freedom of travel, a freedom of interconnecting concepts, a freedom of of being able to talk about spiritual guidance and teachings and uh, sharing my experience without being locked down in any sort of way. One of the struggles I've had with this stage of my life in terms of uh, what I want to do next in my career is that I don't like, like being tied down. And so that means scheduling and uh, planning. I don't like doing any of that. I don't like the scheduling aspect of marketing. I like doing things in the moment. 
I like feeling things out. I like being in a space with people, right? And uh, I don't do that uh, like intensely because I'm still very much introverted and in my totality. But these are energies that I can activate. Like I become alive when I'm in like a sales setting. I used to go to a like sales conventions or places where there were many tables set up. I remember when I was younger, I worked at PHL 17 in Philadelphia and we had a, there was like a wonder con or some sort of wizard con, I think it was called. And it was uh, basically a comic con, comic con convention, a comic convention. And we had a table set up and it was because we were doing, I think in syndication at the time was like the big bang theory was the biggest show on our local station. And so we had a lot of things that were comic book related and giving away stuff. And I loved being in that space. I had so much fun talking to people, vibing with people, getting them to come to the table, talking with them, especially when it's stuff that I'm familiar with. Like I can talk about comic books. I can talk about the the shows that were in our catalog. And at one point I started just drawing Dragon Ball characters because I was killing time. And then kids would come up and be like, oh, can I have one? And then I just kept drawing them and giving them to them and signing them and stuff. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, very much also at profiler training events with Personality Hacker, which the Hermes stuff, I've been learning a lot from Personality Hacker's podcast on Gods and Every Man. They have the Hermes episode in particular is for the uh, favored sun archetypes. And so at Personality Hacker's profiler training events, they hire me to do, you know, the production setup and to film for marketing and all of this stuff. So I'm doing both live production and filming for marketing while I'm there. But also in between, usually later in the week, I get opportunities to mingle with people and they're familiar with my voice either from this podcast or from um, the a couple episodes I've done on the Personality Hackers podcast that I get a couple people coming up to me and they ask me questions or they talk to me and they vibe And I love being in that setting and giving advice in that setting. I don't like formal coaching in terms of, of getting on a call at a specific time and like having to answer specific questions and like being out of the energy of like a vibe or being out of the impulsive impulsivity of a space. Like the option to leave is nice. (laughs) You know, I can, I can kind of set the boundary a little bit easier and say like, all right, I think I've reached the uh, the end here of what I can uh, what I can help you with, uh, or I've got to go do this thing, um, and uh, I'll catch up with you later in the week or something like that. And so, like, I'm realizing that one of my ideal situations would be being paid to be in a space, and then just like see what emerges, uh, or, or maybe te- teach or talk or give a presentation or <clears throat> do a version of what I'm doing here on the podcast on stage. And just talk about a piece of my experience or something, right? And then be able to answer questions afterwards and vibe and, and you know, eat and drink and be merry, right? <laughs> like, that that's great. I love that sort of thing. And if I could figure out ways to do that more, that would be amazing. And so I think what's thrown me off is that I've tried very hard to fit into the, you know, the, the more Zeus or Apollo ways of being Zeus being the, you know, king of the gods and being a little bit more, um, self-motivated. All the father gods are very self-motivated in terms of, uh, Zeus, Poseidon and Hades. And I find that I've become more grounded and can be 
forward thinking when it comes to working with one of those archetypes. So, um, you know, Joel from Personality Hacker is a Zeus archetype, and I very much love working with him. He keeps me focused and thinking in the big picture kind of way. Whereas if I'm just on my own, I would rather just like float from city to city or place to place and do all of that. And so I realize I'm kind of struggling uh, personally because I've sort of settled and my life is great. I'm not, I'm not unhappy with my life and situation, but really right now we're going to do all this making noises. Okay. Um, I'm going to put a pause to this. I'm going to go somewhere else (laughs) while those noises happen and uh, finish up this, this podcast episode. So before I continue, I want to remind you that I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash happy chemicals. If you would like to support And you can also get some support yourself by, if you're an INTP in the Myers-Briggs system, go to happychemicals.org. I have some courses there that you can check out for yourself. So I've, I've landed here outside of Aldi before I do some grocery shopping. So there might be ambient noises of people parking and honking their, locking their cars and stuff. But that's, you know, I'm kind of guiding, following the energy as it were right now to, uh, talk about this. So, you know, it's funny. Cause like when I first started par- this podcast, it was something that I did on my way to and from work in the car while I was driving. And I, I didn't really care. I just, it was just something I wanted to do because I felt like I needed to, I, I definitely was undernourished in my extroverted intuition and needed a little bit of, uh, I needed room to just put energy out into the ether and definitely express myself. Um, more and I was missing connection and there was a lot of stuff going wrong when I first started this podcast, but, um, it feels only right that I start doing more episodes while I'm on the go. (laughs) If I'm really trying to evolve this Hermes archetype. So there's, there's this element of cleaning up, like I mentioned, where there's the shadow space. Molly's been really guiding me through letting go and allowing my inner child out. So there's this aspect of saving the inner child that Hermes um, is capable of. And so I find that I'm really trying to unlock this energy again because I trapped the inner child as an adult due to, I think, primarily more domineering archetypes around me in my life and uh, kind of squashing my childhood energy. And, and my own ego as well, squashing myself and saying like, no, we can't do that anymore. Like we can't keep causing these things to happen or we can't keep creating this chaos with these relationships or, you know, the ideas of getting older and settling down and all of this stuff. And then I literally went through an Achilles injury in maybe 2015 ish, 2014. And that's basically changed my entire life in terms of my mobility and um, my approach to things. If I could pick a moment, that was definitely a moment where things shifted for me. And so it's uh, pretty ironic that it's an Achilles injury that has affected my movement. And so I mentioned a little bit how today is also a bit of a challenge where um, Molly and I just share one car. We have a small space. Uh, We... Our, our um, financial situation is not super comfortable. It's not comfortable at all, actually. We're, like, barely scraping by. We're getting by, but we're barely scraping by. And so there's not a lot of movement. There's not a lot of freedom of 
movement and mobility and new experiences and things like that. And, and that creates a challenge for my type of archetype. Um, so diving into this shadow material means <clears throat> finding new ways to harness this Hermes energy. Molly's helping me do that through art, through creation. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing that through expression. I'm doing that through this podcast. And I think in a lot of ways, somewhat connected to my Myers-Briggs type, letting go of some of my introverted sensing past, some of the things that I'm comfortable with in terms of, of how I make money or uh, how I make, you know, make a living or, or uh, where I put my energy towards and simply changing where I put that energy, changing how I go forward, changing how I uh, rethink about um, where I put, you know, like I said, where I put my energy. So Molly's really helping me to unlock that inner child more. And I'm doing it myself. I'm playing more video games. I'm creating more art. Um, I am listening to lighter music. I'm making sure that I'm getting more comedy in my life. And so it's really easy for me to double down on seriousness because uh, in a way to like punish the Hermes part of me, like the Hermes part of me has done a lot of damage. It's done a lot of great and it is a very powerful energy and I can see a path forward where this can be used in such a much more mature way. But in my past, it it was really, it was reckless. There was a lot of, um, uh, a lot of damage to relationships and to people and, and, broken hearts and all of that stuff. Now, maybe giving myself way too much credit in how much I've affected people, but I've been told that I've had a big effect on people, on some people in my life. So uh, I'm just going by that, I suppose. And so there's a lot of, um, or even with my son, uh, who is in San Diego with his mother, you know, she got pregnant and then I left. And it wasn't because of running away from something. It was just like, awful timing and realizing that the relationship was not working and, uh, and, you know, moving to a new location and all of that stuff. And I've moved across the country twice, lots of moving energy. And even the way that I communicate is very much all over the place. Uh, which is funny because I've listened or attempted to listen to like Jordan Peterson, for example. And I'm like, I can't really listen to him because he's all over the place. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny that that's my style too. I think that's more of a projection. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, being triggered by an energy that's similar to yours. Right. Uh, so I, I, I get that. Um, so, uh, all of this said is like, life is a difficult new challenge right now. It's a different kind of energy. It's a different thing to think about and consider. So, it really requires me to put a little bit more focus in this energy and how the integration of the inner child is actually going to help me navigate the adult world more uh, effectively in that I can find creative endeavors, money-making endeavors, relationship bonding endeavors that are not based on trying to just charm my way in and out of situations, but by bringing something of substance, right? So, this podcast has helped me build something of substance. I've done over 400 episodes now, almost 450 episodes. And I've learned a lot through this experience. There's a lot of guidance that I can offer people. There's a lot that I can share in terms of spiritual growth, uh, shadow growth and shadow cleanup and, uh, the, the growing up aspect psychologically. 
And so, I mean, I'm not a lecturer. I'm not like a social scientist. I'm not anyone that has any side of credentials there. That's why I feel like I can only talk about my experience because I just don't have any thing that I can reference in any sort of seriousness, but I'm hoping that I can share my experience as being a Hermes archetype and that that can resonate with some people uh, who may need to not only hear that maybe they're not alone, that you're not alone, but to maybe hear that um, that there's someone going through growth and how growth is incremental and it's difficult and it takes time and, and all of that stuff. And that it's that what I essentially feel like I'm doing right now is trying to take a brave step to pull back so that I can launch forward. That right now it's pulling back from a lot of um, what I felt like I thought I knew of how to navigate life, meaning um, really leaning on this Hermes archetype of, in essence, like swindling and making maybe cheap promises or being like a snake oil salesman. Not consciously, like I don't feel like I was actually doing that, but in an effort to try to make money, I would overpromise and underdeliver because I was overpromising in areas that I did not have a lot of skill in and things that I was like, oh, I'll learn, I'll figure it out. And some people can do that, but I ended up just, I would go into something and then I'd be like, oh, this is not for me. And then I'd, I'd leave the situation high and dry. And that's not only not good for my reputation, but that's not good for the relationships and um, for being able to uh, leave any kind of, you know, long lasting impression, which is the same thing three times. Um, <laughs> so a lot of this is about that. This is about finding ways to leave a more lasting impression in a positive way to show up with substance, to be more playful, to be more open and, but to, to, to open it up in like the adult world into this like transition into midlife kind of way that I was talking about in previous episodes. Right. So like the young man energy is, is just not relevant to my life anymore. You know, I'm, I've got kids, I'm settled. I've, I still travel every once in a while for work and stuff like that, but I'm trying to find more situations like that. And, uh, it's just a new circumstance and to try to bring old ways into new circumstances doesn't always match up one-to-one. -one. And so that if you're listening as an INTP, that, that connects to, um, the extroverted intuition, introverted sensing polarity and kind of flipping that and making sure that intuition is leading the way not introverted sensing. So uh, this Hermes archetype is really opening up the aspect of recognizing how I've been kind of swindling, like I said, uh, recognizing how I've been trying to charm my way through life, through relationships, kind of in essence, like stepping on people's heads to get to where I want to go, not in an achievement focus, just to navigate, just to go somewhere else, right? Uh, so the other favored son is Apollo and Apollo is more of a stepping on people's heads to get above, get ahead, right. To get above, to get to the sun. And whereas Hermes is more about just movement. It's just going, staying in motion, getting to where I want to go. And so right now being in the underworld is slow. It's really difficult. It's, but it's a rescue mission. And it's in a way exciting in that sense. And, uh, I was, it's funny on my way over to Aldi, I was listening to, I have this playlist called gaming dance music, 
which is essentially like fast-paced game music. It's kind of the equivalent of like Mega Man 2, um, sort of just like higher BPM sort of thing. And I love that stuff. And I was just listening to this music. I'm like, this is totally Hermes music. This is like fast paced. Like we're running, we're going. (laughs) Um, So I I mixed that with like some of my flight energy I've talked about in previous episodes with complex PTSD, um, flight or freeze response. And that's, you know, if I could simplify it, it's like, I've got this very speedy, high energy, high mental capacity sort of uh, dizziness that I could get into and then I just crash, right? It's like a speedster running super fast and then they trip over something and then they just completely tumble and just stop because they burn out and it's it's a big hit. Like the faster you go, the higher the kinetic energy and the bigger the impact is going to be, you know, because the whole velocity thing. There's there's a uh mathematical equation. Uh, but (laughs) I forget what it is, but it's the idea of like, you're running so fast that there's going to be more energy exerted. Um, more energy has to stop it. Right. So if you run into like a concrete block, it's, it's, it's gonna hurt (laughs) to the point that if you're physically not able to take it, you will disintegrate. Um, and in a way that's kind of what the flight freeze response feels like. I go so fast I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do next. I'm trying to find the next little plan or opportunity or thing to do or thing to record or whatever that when I do crash, I crash real hard. So part of the underworld work also, and something that Molly's been really supportive with, is that she's a self-preservation force. So she knows really well how to take care of herself, how to slow down, how to breathe, how to really feel her feelings. And I'm like, Oh, this feels like being in mud. I don't like this, but I know it feels good on the other side. And she's really helpful with that. Um, so for me to be able to slow down intentionally, it's kind of like learning how to slow down at the corners, right? It's like, if you're in a, if you're playing a racing game and you're going full speed into like a sharp turn, you're going to crash into the wall, which I've done many times playing racing games. But in actuality, when you learn to hit the brake or hit the e-brake and do a slide or turn and find your, your way to like slow, effectively slow down, then I'm able to make a, a, a more effective turn and stay consistent as opposed to having to slow down completely or just going so fast that I crash into the wall and it takes me forever to recover. And as much as it might seem like I'm going faster because I'm going fast, the times in those racing games just don't match up. Meaning that if I run into a wall and I try to keep moving and I get, try to get back on track and then I run and I get to the next corner and I hit a wall and then I try to get back on track, my time sucks. But if I do take the time to use the brake, to use the slides, to get on the track I need to get onto, to to brake effectively, then I can actually hit my times and I can stay consistent and I can actually get off the ground going in the right kind of way. And so I think that analogy really helps me as I'm talking to realize that how important that is. And that's a lot of the work that I feel like I'm doing right now is to not make my flight freeze response so sudden and jarring. 
that's what I was talking about in past episodes when I talked about my cyclothymia or assuming I was dealing with cyclothymia. Uh, that complex PTSD refers to it as a pseudocyclothymia. And that in essence, I think what is happening is just that, that I am going so fast and my flight response is so active more of the time that the crash or freeze just happens. And it's the equivalent of feeling like it's a manic response versus a, 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 a dysthymic or depressive response. Because it feels that way. It feels very much like I'm dizzy and manic and I can't stop unless I'm consciously aware of it. And then when I crash, it's like depression and I can't move and I can't function and there's no motivation and I just crash until I regroup, right? So, whoa, man, almost someone almost got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of slowing down, woo, good times. All right, I have to go into the store and do my shopping, but I hope this made some sense in sharing what's coming up for me with this Hermes archetype. You know, there's a bit of an entitlement that I'm realizing that things should be easier than they are, um, you know, and uh, that's hard to accept for myself, but I think that's important to notice. And to notice that my ideal situation is to be hired to get into a space and just talk to people and help them figure things out and uh, keeping things kind of open and informal, I think that might help me a little bit. In this kind of world of Zoom meetings and overscheduled things, I, I really want to get into a place of, of better flow and bringing that into my adult world. And I think that's part of the inner child work, the inner young man also integrating into this adulthood to not be cold and stoic, but also not be so loose that I'm crashing into the wall at every turn. <clears throat> that instead I'm learning how to navigate, learning how to turn, and learning how to better function in the world. So that's been it for me on dopamine and happy other happy chemicals. Uh, my name is Christian Rivera, a.k.a. C-Note. Um, if you have other needs or things that you're looking into, there's maybe a bunch of topics that I've I've covered a bunch of topics on this podcast. And if you just search for it on your favorite podcast app, you might be able to find the topic that you're looking for. If you don't find the topic that you're looking for, leave me a comment on YouTube or a voice message here on Anchor or uh, join our uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash happychemicals leave your question and I'll see if there's something relevant that I can share with you. A lot of the times, even if I don't have something I can relate to in terms of my personal experience, I can at least guide you to some material, maybe a, a creator who has a course or a podcaster that has a podcast or an article that an articler that has an article um, that I can share with you. So I'm happy to navigate those things with you and for you. I don't necessarily want to be like the, uh, the informational laborer, that's something that, like, I don't want to do intellectual labor. That's not something I'm interested in. But I can point you in directions. That's something that I feel like I can do as a Hermes archetype. So, patreon.com slash dopamine, slash, not dopamine, slash happy chemicals. And we also have programs at happychemicals.org that if you're an INTP looking for help in relationships, productivity, and doing a little bit of uh, shadow integration in terms of the uh, shadow functions of the INTP and uh, getting a full, well-rounded understanding of how to use your energy and stuff like that. Um, those are things that I cover on some of those courses. 30-day back guarantee on those courses, so 
you know, you can give it a try. If it doesn't feel like it's helping you in any kind of way, you can get a refund. And uh, if you're a shyster, you can just do it anyway and get a refund. Like, that's, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Like, Teachable pays the refund, so I'm good. <laughs> um, so that's it. I'm going to go do shopping. I appreciate you so very much. Leave your topic requests in the comments below also. I'll, I'll, if it's something that makes sense, I'll cover it. So um, that's it. I appreciate you, and I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya.